You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, will giant parachuting spiders spread throughout Rochester? If it does come up here, I want to say they're beautiful. Plus, warmer winters mean a shorter season for ice fishing. It does seem like we have these more thaws during the winter. And Public Health Commissioner Dr. Michael Mendoza reflects on two years of COVID. It showed us how ill-prepared we were to deal with some of the problems that existed long before uh, the COVID pandemic was here. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at ROCVOX.com. A fair warning to arachnophobes this story is a bit creepy crawly. It's about the Joro spider that we are told can get as big as the palm of your hand. You might have seen pictures of the spider circulating around social media with clickbaity headlines like giant parachuting spider invading entire East Coast, or at least I did. My colleague Beth Adams wanted to know more about the brightly colored insect, which originated in Japan. She learned that it has spread across parts of the U.S. and yes, could potentially come to Rochester, according to some new information. Scientists have figured out that the species has the ability to survive colder climates. Linda Rayer is a behavioral ecologist at Cornell University. She says researchers compared the physiology of the Joro spider to its relatives, the golden orb weavers, that already inhabit places like Georgia and Florida. And they've got a higher metabolic rate, they've got a faster uh, heartbeat, and what this means in practice is it can deal with colder temperatures for longer. Rayer assured me, and believe me, I found no comfort in this, that this species of spider isn't harmful to people or pets. You pretty much would have to put your finger in front of their mouth and then persuade them to bite you for them actually to do it. Zero chance of that happening. But this is an invasive species. Can it disrupt the local ecosystem? Um, I would say not at all. Uh, You know, you never know, but spiders are basically good actors. Spiders take down insect prey primarily. So they're going to be eating, uh, they're eating grasshoppers. They're eating stink bugs. You know, they're eating a really wide range of different insects, just the way other spiders are doing. And so unlikely to have ecological effects, I think. Uh, If the Joro spider is going to trek northward to uh, Rochester in the Finger Lakes region, could it happen as soon as this summer? Oh, I doubt it. Um, The truth is nobody really knows how far north they're going to come. I suppose it could happen, but I, I personally don't think they'll get as far north as here. But nobody really knows. If it does come up here, I want to say they're beautiful. They're really gorgeous, and they have these big uh, golden webs that shine in the light. And uh, I can hardly wait to start 
tossing prey into their webs. They're really uh, pretty fun to watch. Oh, my goodness. Well, think of them as ornaments for your yard. I'll try. I will try. <laughs> Linda Rayor, <laughs> behavioral ecologist at Cornell University. Thank you for putting up with my cringing. <laughs> no problem. You're not the first. Beth Adams is the host of Morning Edition on WXXI News. Hi, this is Megan Mack from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. While plenty of us are celebrating the warmer weather, people who ice fish are lamenting the end of the season, a season that seems to be getting shorter and shorter. In the southern tier, Megan Zarez with WSKG met up with a biologist and self-proclaimed fish nerd for an ice fishing class that never even made it onto the ice. She has this story. If you drive a little too fast, tiny casterline pond is easy to miss. The pond sits between two not very scenic landmarks, the interstate and Route 11. But that doesn't seem to bother Jim Everard or the dozen odd kids and adults at this DEC fishing class. A lot of the people here have been fishing before, just not ice fishing. A few people admit that they've always been a little nervous about falling through the ice. And that's the one problem with ice fishing. Somebody's got to be the brave person to go out first. But Everard says ice fishing is actually pretty safe. Of all the years I've been ice fishing, I've only like went through the ice once, really. And unfortunately, on this day, it's not safe enough to actually go out on the ice. The pond is mostly frozen, except for a six-foot gap in the ice right near the bank. And like there, if you step there, your foot's going through. It's like that hole there. That's going to break if I step on it. But it's kind of, it's soft. It's got air holes in it. Right. And that's kind of what it's like out there until about there. <laughs> so. We're like six feet away from being able to ice yep. fish. <laughs> Everard says it's hard to say for sure, but he has noticed climate conditions have changed in recent years. It does seem like we have these more thaws during the winter. I'm a really, really big geek. I keep a fishing journal and stuff. And he's been recording data from his fishing trips for a really long time. I have no idea what my first fish was like. It was so long ago. Everard first went fishing at the age of two with his dad. And when he had kids of his own, he brought them fishing, too. I remember my daughter Alex's first fish. <laughs> it was a little bluegill she caught up on uh, Lake Marsh. And as long as there's at least four inches of good ice, just about anyone can do it. Everard says that's why he loves teaching people to ice fish. Fish don't care if you're a boy, girl, tall, short, fast, slow. None of that matters, young or old. It's one of the few things you can do from the time you're like two years old to you're 100 years old if you're lucky enough to live that long. Megan Zarez is a reporter for WSKG. You can hear and read more of their stories at WSKG.org. And finally, it's been two years since the coronavirus first appeared in our part of the world. Rochester has its first confirmed case of COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus. The patient recently returned from a trip to Italy. That's our news director, Randy Gordman, talking about our first case. 
And in the weeks that followed, the numbers climbed. Businesses and schools shut down, and we all watched, helpless, as this unfamiliar thing tore through our communities. It's been a long two years, but it seems more and more that people are ready to move on. Dr. Michael Mendoza, Monroe County's public health commissioner, says he gets it. Absolutely, for sure, right now we are in a position where things are looking up. Uh, The light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, is in sight, Um, and uh, we're hoping for the best. I do think it makes good sense to start planning ahead for what life after COVID looks like because we've been through so much and uh, it's true, we cannot let COVID rule our life as uh, it had for so many months. I I join that chorus who wants to say, let's, let's move beyond COVID as soon as we possibly can. Mendoza says the health department is concerned about another variant surfacing, but they're not letting it rule their work. I think it's reasonable to worry about it. It's possible that another variant will come along. Uh, it's also possible that it may evade some of these, uh, the current vaccines. I do know that the manufacturers are looking at uh, subsequent vaccines that could uh, be effective against future variants. So um, just as we have throughout the entire pandemic, uh, we have to follow the science. We have to you know, act on what we know and uh, be open to the fact that sometimes things change. Mendoza also says they learned a lot about our health care system over the last two years. Well, I think we do have a lot of control over looking back over the last two years and uh, trying to learn some lessons. Uh, you know, we have always known about disparities in health and in outcomes in our community and across the, the nation. And the, the pandemic not only reminded us about that, but it showed us how ill-prepared we were to deal with some of the problems that existed long before uh, the COVID pandemic was here. So we need to look back, learn our lessons, uh, make sure that we're prepared, um, and then take, take care of one another to mend all of the wounds that this pandemic has caused. Uh, we know that mental health suffered mightily. We know that education loss is real. Uh, we know that there are uh, many structures and, uh, you know, elements of our healthcare system that uh, did not weather the storm very well, uh, we need to look at our workforce. Uh, you know, in many regards, our workforce was uh, pulled to the brink with all of the work that we had to do with this pandemic. And while we hope that we, we never see something of this magnitude again, uh, it just reminded us that uh, our people are so important and we're vulnerable if we don't have a workforce that's ready and uh, able to, to heed the call. Thanks to Public Health Commissioner Dr. Michael Mendoza and to WXXI's Beth Adams, who originally conducted this interview. More and more people are vaccinated, mask mandates are being lifted, and case numbers continue to decline. But the pandemic is not over. Stay safe, everyone. And that's it for Earshot. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the show to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Rate us and leave us a review while you're there. Find even more local news at our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.